This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
Well, as it's Friday the 13th, I'm pretty much guaranteed to play something from the EP of the same name by the damned on this week's show. So I did, in the shape and form of Disco Man, unfortunately. Once I was told it was a blatant, sped-up musical rip-off of the family song, Peace of Mind, that's all I can hear. So, fellow Acreona, how has your week been? I have to tell you, this Friday it was a whole lot better and last, as it didn't involve me sitting in a room with half a dozen other blokes with instructions to drink five cups of water and one hot drink in the space of two hours and piss into a jug uh, when the urge arose, taking a note of the measurements before having an ultrasound. Uh, coming out of hospital, lunchtime, uh, I was zippity doo darring to the bus stop, you know, doffing my non-existent hat to the bus as it pulled up, paying the bluebirds on my shoulder and then straight into the kebab shop in the end of my road, asking for their finest donna meat and chips before skipping up my road back home, shaking everybody's hands that I met en route. 30 minutes later, I came crashing down, spending pretty much the next day and a half curled up in a ball, hoping I was still in my mother's womb.
was the Black Halos and Fault from the Start from their debut self-titled album that uh, hopefully will get a live airing when the band reconvene for four dates in May. There are Toronto at the Horseshoe Tavern on the 14th, the Pooza Fest in Montreal on the 15th, the 16th sees them at the This Ain't Hollywood in Hamilton with the final, for now, date on the 17th at the Social Bowl London, Ontario. Staying with last Friday, um, I ran out of time on last week's show to tell you all about Neon Animals headlining set from Rockaway Beach 46. Obviously, I'm going to fix that right now. The band hit the small but perfectly formed Hope and Anchor stage at quarter past ten. Well, actually, to be honest, I remember about uh, what five or six years ago when the stage was where the uh, postage stamp size bar is now and vice versa. Yeah, anyway, uh, past experience told me that I should expect a 45-minute set from a Rockaway headliner. However, an hour and 15 minutes later, the band were being persuaded and cajoled into playing one final song, which they duly obliged by repeating an earlier one uh, called I Can Tell You Love Me from album number two that is due to hit the real and virtual record shops next month. Uh, I believe was uh, this wasn't the only new track they aired. As, uh, no, let's face it, the band's current output of uh, one album, uh, Bring Back Rock and Roll from the Dead, and one EP, God's Own Bastards, uh, wouldn't have covered their stage duration. Neon Animal's extra long set, you know, it had its advantages. Now, this was the first time that I'd seen them live. To be honest, it took me a while to get into them. Uh, it might have been that Paradise Alley, who preceded them, were rather exceptional, or that I hadn't brushed up on their songs coupled with the previously unheard new ones. But it all came good in the end, with Neon Animal ticking all the right boxes. Vocalist Mark Thorne uh, is probably sick to death of the Mick Jagger comparison, but uh, he doesn't help himself by aping Dartford's finest dance move. Fortunately, his, uh, he has enough originality in the manner of uh, Jagger impersonating Stiff Bater to be his own man. Bizarrely, the band covered the Stone's satisfaction that sounded neither tribute nor karaoke. Well, pretty much throwaway. I think it was done to prove a point, or not, as the case may be. To be fair, it would have been Brian Jones's 78th birthday, so maybe it was just a nod to the true leader of the Stones. Bring back rock and roll from the dead. Bring back rock and roll from the dead. Bring it back, back from the dead. Bring it back, back from the dead. Thanks. 
rock and roll from the dead. Bring back 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 rock and roll from the dead. I'm in gig mode. I was planning on regaling Fast Pussycat and Adam Bomb's Sunday gig at the Underworld, second hand, as I was still under house arrest, along with Enough's Enough at the Black Heart, first hand, on Wednesday. Unfortunately, whilst theatres are still putting on plays and sporting events aren't being played behind closed doors, well, I'm not over here at least yet, uh, tours, on the other hand, don't seem to be so lucky now in this day and age that uh, bands tour from overseas sometimes coincide said tour with the festival yeah which is the real money maker you know the ones i'm talking about hard rock insert genre here and long may they continue but in the in case with fast pussycat and enough's enough with hard rock hell aor being postponed uh, i don't think it would be financially viable for either of them to carry on with their respective dates obviously i'm just surmising here and uh, this is my own unsubstantiated opinion, but I've known enough enough guitarists Alec Kane for probably over 20 years. Hell, this is the guy who sold anti-product band members' bodily fluids to keep them going. So the postponement is probably just as much as a disappointment to him, if not more, as it is to us. Yeah, to be honest, I do think the reaction to this was COVID-19 has been rather escalated to appear to be more dangerous and contagious than that it is. Uh, my understanding is that only those with an existing underlying health issues you know, are at more risk, just like any other infection, although I am prepared to stand corrected. Uh, my next gig seems to be achingly ages away. It's, it's not really, it's only next Saturday, but uh, three weeks between that and the last one, it does feel weird. The gig in question is Janice Stark up at the Latin Groove in Camden on the 21st with Nosebleed and Randy Savages in tow. Originally, the squirrel was double booked with Hammerfest taking precedence. But with that also being postponed, she, along with me, will be Camden bound next Saturday. Every gas cloud and all that. Janice Stark have just released a video to a commodity awakening taken from the Angel in the Flames album that sounds but doesn't look like this.
Jun and it be Jun Chun. When I'm on a mission to find where I belong, share the road with lost souls with no function. They always make me feel I'm doing wrong. show i told you that as soon as i'd have information regarding the release of alvin gibbs and the disobedient servants new record i would immediately let you know of course between the time i recorded the show and when it went out time and matter recordings announced that as well as the previously stated gigs on the 23rd of may and 6th of june at the newton fox leeds and northwest calling manchester respectively 
the band will be playing the Nambuka on the Holloway Road on the 20th of May. The new EP is going to be called History and that was recorded at Pat Collier's Perry Vale Studios, uh, which is only one bus ride away from my house, don't you know? Uh, the four tracks on offer are uh, History, Pavlovane, both written and sung by Mr Gibbs along with the Gibbs Jamie Oliver penned If Only But Lost and No Man's Least, uh, Bad About You, written and sung by Lee Hegarty, will be available packaged as two 7-inch coloured vinyl 45s containing two songs on each, uh, obviously in a gatefold sleeve, uh, the artwork of which was done by one gay advert. Of course, as soon as I know when the pre-order's going to be uh, going live, I will let you know, hopefully. From your disobedient service, this is Clumsy Fingers featuring Brian James.
talking to Brian James, something that completely flew under my radar, nobody told me about it, not even on social media, was the Rock and Roll Book Club at the Dublin Castle last Tuesday with him, John Wombat, the author of Brian's biography, in conversation with Jamie Hamill. Maybe I had airbrushed it from my mind, as it was the day before my operation. Who knows? Still gayed, literally. Anyway, uh, moving swiftly along. Uh, I also last week talked about the CD of demos by the Godfathers for the A Big Bad Beautiful Noise album that was being made available thanks to Steve Crittle, former guitarist with said band. The aforementioned CD arrived Saturday morning, but unfortunately uh, I wasn't able to give it a spin until Monday. You know I'm ill if I can't muster the energy to play music. Anyway, it was worth the wait because... uh, As I might have mentioned on the odd occasion, I do like to hear how songs are pretty much born. The A Big Bad Beautiful Noise demo CD is in a rough and ready affair. Pretty much all the songs are finished. Although, pleasingly, there are a couple of alternative working titles, such as uh, Rabble Rouser, that would become Defibrillator, and Working 8 Till 5, otherwise known as Poor Boy's Son, with uh, a 27-second smartphone sketch recording of one good reason. Love it. Love them. Uh, This is Till My Heart Stops Beating. It was recorded on the 23rd of September 2014 and features, obviously, Pete Coyne on vocals with Steve Crittle handling everything else.
Godfathers, who are now comprise of the ever-present Pete Coyne, along with Richie Simpson, Wayne Vermack, John Priestley and Billy Duncanson are currently in the throes of writing and recording for the band's new album that I hope will be out before the end of this year. And to mark the Godfather's 35th anniversary, the band will be playing a special gig to celebrate this milestone at the 100 Club on the 2nd of July. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you are in easy commute of Milton Keynes, you are listening to this evening's show on your way back from seeing the Wild Hearts at the Mark II. Now... I'm privately framed for jumping to all sorts of wrong conclusions, only just saving what little credibility I have by internally fact-checking myself before ranting on Andy's social media. This almost happened last week. I blame whatever drugs I've been pumped with. I'll tell you, at one point, at the end of last week, I had managed to score tickets for my daughter and my late parents to see Madonna at our local pub in the 1950s. Unfortunately, I had lost part of the tickets, so I had to go around the corner to the stage door press a bell and ask for Claire who would let us in. That's all I remember. Oh, and apart from having a go at my dad for not being able to uh, find a car parking space. Yeah, so anyway, last Friday at 5.55pm, you were able to pre-order from Round Records the 30-year itch double live album from, obviously, The Wild Hearts. My back was immediately up by the news that, for those who did pre-order said album, uh, would be entitled to four tracks that wouldn't feature on the finished products. Now, for me, I want and need complete gigs. From the moment the lights go down until they come back on again. I live in hope that one day the whole of Dam's uh, live Shepperton 1980 concert will be made available. Yeah, I know, two hopes, Bob, and no. Uh, so I went into full-on throwing my hands up in the air mode. Then I misread a Facebook thread that led me to believe that the tracks had been cold from live gigs over the years, which sort of placated me. It wasn't until Monday, uh, when I was back to being fully compassmentist, that I placed my order. It was at this point that it became apparent that the concert was culled over the Renaissance men and diagnosis tours. But what with MP3s, etc., it would be easy for me to pop over to Setlist FM and insert the four tracks into their relevant positions. Uh, over the years, Wild Hearts live albums have courted controversy when it came to sound. To be fair, Georgie in Wonderland uh, wasn't sanctioned by the band and, uh, for all intents and purposes, is a bootleg. The Wild Hearts Strike Bang is a solid effort, along with Rock City Versus, uh, but it wasn't until Dave Draper got his fingers into uh, Never Out Drunk, Never Out Sung, P-H-U-Q live, that the Wild Hearts live album started to sound, uh, well, uh, well, live. It was Mr Draper who mixed that, wasn't it? Or was it the other way around? Anyway, on the strength of the four tracks that Dave most certainly has been involved in, I think we're all in for a treat. Uh, as well as full sets, I love to be able to hear the crowd during the whole song, not just at the beginning before being faded out and then faded back in again at the end of the track. Obviously not intrusive, but 30-year itch, uh, has it, along with perfect balance, that sound in spades. Um, but don't take my word for it.
Listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up.
straight after. Nothing ever changes, but the shoes are from the Wild Hearts you heard because I played Looking for Love, Ready for War by Took Smith and the Restless Hearts, which is also the title of the band's up and coming debut album. See them or not, subject to COVID 19, on tour with Motley Crue stateside. Uh, a new track that's uh, a bit closer to home is that from Craggy Collide. Well, when I say not closer, I mean the Czech Republic. Well, that is closer than the States. Anyway. Uh, Craggy Collide, comprised of Craggy vocals and guitar, and Veronica on drums. Now, I know I generally bang on about the absolute minimum of any band being three, and anything less than that is doing a musician out of a job. Well, in this case, I reserve the right to uh, be contradictory, because Dead Refrain, the first track to be taken from the band's new up-and-coming album, Wrapped Up, in ribbons that will be hitting the real and virtual record shops on the 30th of this very month is rather good. Uh, plus, on Facebook, there's a photo of him sporting a Sartor t-shirt. The track itself, wrapped up in ribbons, uh, has already made an appearance acoustically on 2016's A Swift Hop. However, the album version isn't. Following from 2018's Sorry Now single that had me going, Now that is what the Goo Goo Dolls should be sounding like in the manner of beach slang. On the strength of just about to be heard dead refrain, it's, I know, it's less Goo Goo and more, well, I don't know, more craggy collide, I guess. And uh, as I've always said, <clears throat> three's a crowd. The old man wants to sing his song Stand in line so you can sing along Clap your hands Help him into his swing Uh-huh, uh-huh A dead refrain not worth remembering The headline flashes on repeat Hold my ears so I pick up the beat A brand new song It's getting under my skin that I've almost totally overlooked with regards to their last three releases are 
For professionals, uh, it wasn't until I saw the video to 2020 Vision on Tuesday, that's the lead track from their third EP, as in as many months, I went, oh yeah, shabby form I know, in my defence, um, I haven't got one. Although I did play live version of Kingdom Come on episode 706 with the studio version following on episode 715. But nothing from the second EP, Curl Up and Cry, that came out on the 14th of February. Actually, the 14th was one of my proposed pencilled-in trips to the hospital. So that's my lack-of-day excuse sorted. The third and final EP of... 2020 vision landed on my doormat earlier today that obviously i'm going to play something from it in the shape and form of the title track Cause I don't 
You can catch Tom Spencer, Chris McCormack, Toshi and Paul Cook supporting Stiff Little Fingers on their current tour. Bristol and Cardiff have already happened, but there are still dates up and down the country until the 28th when they get to the Roundhouse. Right, on to this week's Covers Corner. You know what? I'm going to keep that. Anyway... CC, oh, I'm not going to milk it, almost was uh, compare and contrast, as X to Ray pointed out that the Rocking Vickers, a 1966 track, It's Alright, bore a striking resemblance to The Who's The Kids Are Alright. Turns out, after joint investigation, that indeed It's Alright was written by one Pete Townsend. Neither of us could find, though, a version by The Who, although it was rumoured that because of a uh, 1966 legal dispute between the band and their producer, Sheldt Harmy, uh, that he released a number of spoiler singles from My Generation album, and uh, It's Alright was one of them. But I can find no mention of it apart from a comment on YouTube, so I'm of the opinion that it doesn't exist, uh, which uh, rather puts the kibosh on Cover's Corner. Cover... Or compare and contrast. I'm going to play it anyway, if nothing else, because Lemmy plays guitar on it. It's alright for you to go with my girl. I don't mind where you go with my girl. I don't mind who walking with them. I don't mind who talking with them. To last week's subject of the price of concert tickets, I'd just like to say one thing. Genesis. It wouldn't be so bad if Peter Gabriel was involved, but he isn't. And I mean, does anybody really care whether Genesis plays or not? Probably only those uh, with more money than sense and have poor musical judgment. I'm going to wrap this week's show up with the Drillers and Soho Hope. 
So, because A, it's a cracking song, and B, whilst talking to Timmy Durella at Rockaway Beach 46, he reminded me that as well as the aforementioned Durellas playing Rockaway Beach 52 at the Hope and Anchor on the 26th of June, it's also the same day as Green Day are playing the London Stadium. My reply to him was, so? Because I know, as a fan of Garage Punk, that I'll be having the better time. Until next week, take it easy. (laughs) 